there is something to be said for people moving to states with zero income tax. However, Texas has decided to generate their tax revenue from property taxes. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips, Heather Marchant here. Yeah. Oh, the 4th of July is over. Happy <laughs> birthday, America. It was great. So good. I always get all the feels. I watch the fireworks, and I'm not actually a big fireworks person, but the whole time I'm like, I am so lucky. And I sat next to my husband just in some lawn chairs and I just turned to him and I said, remember a couple of years ago when we contemplated moving out of the country and we seriously contemplated it. And I said, do you remember how we just got stopped up so quickly? Like, wait, what about this? What about schools? What about medical care? How will that work? Yeah. And I know some people make it work, which is awesome. but our country is so amazing. So amazing. It really is. You know, we're singing the Star Spangled Banner at church Sunday. And yeah, that song just it melts me. So yeah. Love our country, people. Love our country. I mean, not a whole lot of countries where you have the right to own real estate either. Yeah, true. It's a pretty cool thing. A lot of foreigners come over here and buy property because they can and because it appreciates in value and everything else. Yeah, so, agreed. Anyway. Love the United States of America. It's a good reminder every year. And I actually have lived out of the country and so have you, Heather. That's true. As awesome as the other countries that I've lived in are, because they are, it's not even close in comparison. Not even close. Yeah, it's true. Like I said, I think the reminder once a year is great, but I'm reminded to teach my kids also like how fortunate we are. And this year I was just like, we just need to share and give more because mm -hmm. we are so fortunate. Unbelievable. Anyway, we are back after the fourth and I'm a little more tan than I was. I spent a lot of time outside. It was fantastic. We want to talk about something unique to it's unique to property ownership. True. That's right. And those of you who are watching on YouTube, I keep trying to get things out of my teeth. It's because I just ate these unbelievable cookies that my wife makes. And such a rough life. They're really good. And I should say, I think we've done a show on being positive and like meeting your challenges. And my wife has done such a great job. She never listens to the show. So she's not even going to know that I said this, but <laughs> she has celiac disease. And if you don't know what that is, it is a severe allergic reaction to gluten. So it's not like I don't want to eat gluten because I think it's going to make me fat. It's like literally repulsive to her body. Two to four days of ridiculous pain. It's a horrible thing. Can't eat it so much so, like if I eat gluten and I kiss her, she has a reaction. It's like really bad. Mm. And my wife is an unbelievable cook, baking especially. Yep. And I mean, our family loves it, loves it, loves yeah. loves it. So when she was diagnosed, she can't bake anymore with the flour because if she inhales it, same thing. So life altered the day yeah. she was diagnosed with celiac and- the cookies I just ate were gluten-free. And I'm going to tell you right now, you cannot tell the difference. I know that people say that all the time, but they're usually people who can't eat gluten and they've talked themselves into the fact that it's good. Heather, yeah. would you not agree? Oh, I totally agree because yeah. I don't even really eat many carbs at all because they all taste disgusting. 
it's literally celiac people eat is disgusting. Mm -hmm. It really is nasty. And my wife, because she's such a freaking good cook, has figured this out. She orders ingredients from all over the world and she makes the most amazing stuff. Like last night we had pizza and it's not like cardboard, horrible pizza. Yeah, I had it. Yeah. It's and delicious. the gluten eating people were like, Dang, this is good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Okay. So sorry, I'm bragged on my wife because I'm still tasting the cookies. It's really good people. And so for all you celiacs out there who are listening to the show and you go, wait a second, you can have stuff that's good. I'm telling you, my whole family eats all this stuff. And the only one who can't have gluten is Bobby Joe. So yeah, it's true. She's ridiculously talented and also has your same like not going to give upness that she yeah. searched high and low till she found the right recipe. And then when she gets the recipe, she alters it to make it better. It's yeah. crazy what she does. And she adds all this up. It's because she's figured out what all of the different bits and pieces are. Gluten is a pretty freaking important ingredient. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just make stuff without gluten. It doesn't work that way. So mm -hmm. anyway. Way to not give up, Bobby Joe. Yeah. Shout out to Bobby Joe and the really <laughs> awesome cookies I just ate, which has nothing character. whatsoever to do with taxes, which is, which is what we're talking <laughs> about today. But it's important. It's important to discuss. I'm with you. I think that the tax conversation that I have most of the time with people comes up often because clients ask me about, well, do your properties meet the 1% rule? And we often give this example and I'll say, if my property meets the 1% rule, that means the rent is 1% of the purchase price, right? It's just like a metric that's popular, but kind of worthless in so many ways because what if your expenses are super high? What if you have a property that has fantastic rents and it's maybe even over 1%, but then your taxes are 4%. And your HOA is really high. Yeah. Yes. I think you could do both ways. Mm -hmm. You could underestimate a property's performance and you could overestimate a property's performance by using such a stupid rule. But online, it's like the cat's meow. Yeah. We have people calling, they're like, I'm not buying a property unless it meets 1% rule. I'm like, okay. Well, I know. Tell me what return you're looking for. 1% rule. Like, well, I mean, what cap rate? Yeah. Like, what anything other than the 1% rule? Because I can work with almost anything mm -hmm. except for that stupid rule. Yeah. I hate that rule almost as much as I hate people telling folks that location, location, location is the number one rule in real estate, which it is not. It is not. <laughs> location is important. But what is the number one rule in real estate, Heather? Cap positive cash flow. Cash flow. Yeah. Ask all the people who bought in 2006 and seven in awesome locations and lost their properties yeah. because they didn't cash flow at what the number one rule in real estate is. Well, and I will say that over the years, those same people, we would say this property in Oklahoma performs fantastic. And they'd say, oh, who wants to live there? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Hundreds of thousands of people, like millions <laughs> of people. Like, <laughs> Maybe they don't want to live in Hawaii or California or <laughs> like this small select vacation group. So I think the 1% rule is, I guess, the basis of why I'm passionate about this. But the other thing is we have had an influx of people calling us from Texas because their properties continue to go up. I mean, we're talking like 20% 
more appraised tax appraised value this year. And I think a lot of people in Texas have been, I only want to buy in Texas. And maybe they're going, well, maybe Texas doesn't always work. I think it works sometimes. I mean, look, if you bought in Texas and you rode the crazy appreciation train. Yeah. And now your taxes have eaten all of your cash flow and you want to get off the appreciation train onto the cash flow train. Cool. We can help you with that. Yeah. It's funny because we have people call all the time. They want to invest only in Texas. I get it. Texas is growing like crazy. Yep. But, and everybody talks about the no income tax. I literally had the conversation with my wife a few weeks ago about owning a property in Florida and living there six months in one day. Mm. Yeah. Because the check I wrote to the state of South Carolina made me sick to my stomach last year. So there is something to be said for people moving to states with zero income tax. However, Texas has decided to generate their tax revenue from property taxes, which I think are worse than income taxes. Personally, I think they're worse than income taxes. Because if I own my property and I have a gigantic tax bill, do I really own my property or am I still making payments on my property? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I'd prefer to move to a state with income tax and no property tax. That's what I would prefer if I'm stating what I would prefer. I don't think there is one. Is there one? I don't think there is one. I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, there are so many things to be aware of right now, not just Texas, because taxes are on the rise nationwide. I don't think they're on the rise as high and as quick as they are in Texas, other places. But, well, I know they're not, but you also have rents are on the rise right now, which is helping to offset that, right? You're having additional income to offset an additional expense. So, but you have to be aware of that and pay attention to your tax notices when they come in the mail. I just got some from the state of Alabama last week, paying attention. I just did a Google search because I needed to know if there was a state with no property tax. Yeah, this is live people right now (laughs) doing this research. I was trying to figure out what that facial expression was. It is uh, wah, wah. There are no states without property tax, which I figured. Yeah. But the top 10 lowest property tax states, Hawaii is number one, which is actually shocking to me. Shocking. Alabama is number two, which just yeah. came out of Heather's mouth. So <laughs> there you have it. Whoa. Louisiana, Wyoming, West Virginia, South Carolina, which is true. The property taxes here are not that bad, hmm. especially if you're a resident. Now, if you're not a resident in Berkeley County, like Berkeley County carved out their little niche and they make a whole lot of money from second home people. It is astronomical <laughs> what second home people pay for taxes. Wow. But South Carolina does not accept cost segregation at all. What? <laughs> yeah. So... I wrote a check equal to my federal check oh, to the state of South Carolina. What? It was disgusting how I much I paid to the that. state of South Carolina. Yes. So good job on the property tax, guys. Really crappy on that particular <laughs> one. Right Way to even the playing field. Don't no. like it. Colorado, Delaware, Utah, Arkansas, and Nevada. Huh. Rounding it out. Arkansas. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. That's interesting. I like the quick Google search. I'm learning all kinds of things. There's actually states with no personal property tax on vehicles. Really? It sure as hell isn't South Carolina. (laughs) 
because they're expensive. Like I'm selling vehicles because I'm sick of paying the freaking taxes on them. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, that is a waste. Anyway. I agree, especially if you're not using them. With taxes going up everywhere and rents going up everywhere, there's still some things that we have learned and things we teach our clients that you can appeal if you feel that the tax increase was not justified. They'll require some documentation from you. But if you're confident, we've had success in appealing to property taxes in North Carolina, some in Missouri. So be aware that you don't have to just accept what is given to you if it's inflated and too high, in your opinion, right? So for example, the one in North Carolina, it's been about a year and a half ago. But if I remember right, it was the assessed value was like higher than what the new properties were selling for in that development. (laughs) So it was pretty obvious that the assessed value was too high. So providing documentation like that, not hard, getting those reduced, not difficult. But then one thing that we have learned is a lot of states, the homestead exemption, like you mentioned, Ron, if you live in the property, you have a homestead exemption. And sometimes if you're vetting your own properties and looking online and looking to purchase a property, you definitely want to make sure that the taxes are not with the homestead exemption. Because we've had to educate our rehabbers, especially over the years, because they'll send us their taxes and even the tax bill sometimes. And I'll say, there's no way. There's no way your taxes are $40 a month on that property that's 1,200 square feet. And so we'll look into it. And it's usually about double what the homestead exemption is. Pretty typical that it's about double. Is it the same in South Carolina? Is it about double? Oh, no. No, 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 no. It's higher than triple. It's insane. Wow. The difference. But only Berkeley County, I should note, which is the county that I live in. And we figured that out because we sold our house, bought another house. Well, we bought another house. We were going to renovate it. And then we were going to move into it, sell our other house. So we had two houses in Berkeley County and we, we didn't know. I mean, they're both our personal residence, but not really yet because we're rehabbing the one and we rented it for a little while. Yeah. Taxes were over triple. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It was absurd. Yeah. So, but Charleston County doesn't do that and the surrounding huh. counties. And I don't think that's like all over the state. It's just little section. Maybe because Berkeley County was in the Patriot and they feel like they have some claim to fame that people want to be here. And so they decided they, I don't know. Look out, Berkeley County. But not cool. Yeah. Not cool, Berkeley County. Bad way to find out that information too. Yay. Well, I think there's probably several markets that as taxes go up, if the margins were already really slim on the cash flow numbers, that they're no longer going to work anymore. So knowing your numbers, don't just accept the property taxes and not run your numbers with the new tax amount. Yeah. Texas, 1.93%. And for frame of reference... Heather said Alabama, which is 0.4. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, little bit of difference. Texas is just about the same as all the communist states up in the Northeast. Well, there's a lot of people we talk to that all say, what is your cash flow on this property? And I would say 90% of the time, they tell me the rent amount. They don't know their numbers well enough that they can just say it, right? They just say, oh, well, it's $2,500. I'm like, No, it's not. (laughs) So I'll have to ask more questions. Well, does that include your mortgage payment? Oh, well, no, no, that's the rent. 
almost every time. So as these expenses go up, it's important to continue to reevaluate the investment. We're doing this a lot right now with reviewing clients' portfolios on an annual basis. A year comes up really fast. And I am meeting with a client tomorrow and sent her her three properties that she currently owns. She's sold a couple. And I've said, okay, here's where we're at. Let's meet tomorrow and discuss and go over the performance of the property, go over the current expenses, not the expenses when you purchased. Keep checking your numbers. You've got to know the performance. You've got to track them. We've been spending so much time on this tech that we've developed that actually provides mm-hmm. the numbers so that you don't have to go searching for them everywhere. You get the truth every month, right? It's just yeah. bam, here it is in your face. And I can't wait for people to be able to use that because it's going to make things so much easier than having to go try to figure out what all this is. Yeah. The other thing is if you have a portfolio of five properties and you've got one that's kind of a cash flow dog or that has just eaten a lot of the money from all the other ones, but it went up in value or your portfolio across the board has gone up in value so much that you need to reposition. It's a good time to do that, especially if you got one that's a dog. Yeah. You maybe sell the dog, even if you lost a little bit of money on the dog, but you made money on the other properties, you're net positive, you're net ahead. Again, that's another reason why you diversify into multiple different properties in multiple different markets, because eventually as you're investing, you will come across a property that just doesn't work so hot. Heather's, we've talked about several of mine. Mm-hmm. It happens to everybody. And sometimes there's no rhyme or reason for it. Same street, same floor plan, same everything. One's rented all the time and the other one is constantly yep. vacant. Yep. No rhyme or reason for Bad it. Bad luck. Same management company, same everything. Yep. Agreed. That is why that most of the rules, to go back to what Heather was talking about originally, they're this rule that you can use to quickly identify properties you might want to look at. When it really comes down to it, you need to put it all out in a pro forma and you really need to run your numbers, try to figure out what the real story is. Because like the 1% rule and some of the other rules, they just don't account for everything. Mm-hmm. Can't count on them. Exactly. And if you need help analyzing your numbers, if you hear this and you're like, oh, I really should do that, but you know you're probably not going to do it, reach out to us. Invest at rpcinvest.com. We have all the tools to help analyze your property, tell you if it's a good fit to reposition, if the return on equity is lower. Most markets are still selling. Yeah. So, and most markets have not declined. So you haven't missed the boat on selling your property and repositioning. Yeah. What local agents tell me is all it is, is just a longer bit on time on market is just a little longer. Yep. That's literally what it is. There's not as many people who are shopping because a lot of people are keeping their three and a half percent loan, which means there's not as much inventory too, which is allowing people to still sell at decently high prices. So all is good. All is good right now. That's right. Man, if you want help with it, reach out to us at invest at rpcinvest.com and we'll help you out. And until next week, get out there and make something happen. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.